FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdul, Akeem Shabazz, Jim Merritt. The program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. I can't believe they let this much brain power in one room, and you people are so lucky for it. Abdul, hello. I don't know if lucky is the word I'd use, but okay, sure, fine. Uh, Jim Merritt, hello. Robert, I'm well. Uh, I didn't ask you how you're doing, but now I'll ask you how you're doing. I'm how well. That? You're always well. <laughs> if I, if you were to look up this man is well in the dictionary, there would be a photo of you. Yes, indeed. Uh, all right, let's... Let's start with, uh, boy, I'll tell you what. Remember, at various times, both of you have been on this show as the single co-host uh, for the episode, and we've talked about how, boy, this governor's primary this year, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of boring. And, well, then we came to August, and suddenly everybody woke up, and it got super interesting. There was a big old uh, party in Hamilton County this week, the Hamilton County Republican fall dinner. Five of the six candidates for governor got up and spoke. Abdul, you have all the audio up at your very fabulous website, IndiePolitics.org. Were you? Yes, you were there in person. Uh, what? What say you? Well, it was an opportunity for uh, the five major Republican candidates for governor because there there is a sixth one, but uh, she wasn't there. Uh, to give sort of their five minute elevator speech address to, to the to the crowd of activists, uh, precinct committee people, and just folks who are really inside the political political bubble. Uh, it was uh, Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, former Attorney General Curtis Hill, U.S. Senator Mike Braun, and former Secretaries of Commerce uh, Eric Doden and Brad Chambers. For There's Brad, two of those. Yes, for, for Brad Chambers, it was actually his first time, uh, so to be doing his sort of his public uh, address. Uh, his entree. His, his, yeah. Can his, I just can I just say something real quick? I love that Doden and what's his name Chambers were the head of the IEDC. Now, can we both agree there's no more, like, insider position than that? I mean, can we agree that there is no, like, I found this man on the street and he just wowed me with his charm and charisma? Is that a fair assessment? Well, they did have to wow with the charm and charisma because you got to have charm and charisma in order to get the the million dollar deals to come <laughs> yeah. to actually come to to come to Indiana. So, Merit, so that- Merit, you gave these people money for years. There is no more insider position than the uh, head of the IEDC, right? Uh, they're in the ring. Yeah, they're, they're in the ring of honor, and they're and- both running these ads. <clears throat> We're outsiders. We're not from around these parts. Yeah, we- <laughs> I, that, I don't know how far that's going to go. <laughs> and and by the way, you you will notice uh, when we did the program last week, I told you what Brad Chambers' commercial was going to be. <laughs> I grew up in blah blah. Blah, blah, blah. My parents taught me the value of hard work. I worked hard. I started a business. Blah blah. And I want to. I'm an outsider. I mean, you, is, is they, these things just basically. And, and this is nothing against Brad, but oh, they all do it. You oh, can it's ba- a script. And you, and you can basically write the. I can write the script in my sleep. I right. just love that all because Doden's doing this. I'm an outsider. All oh, get lost, both of you. You're both horrible. You're much of an outsider as Donald Trump was. Yeah, no, yeah. no kidding. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, Abdul, I will start with you on this because you were in the room. Merritt, did you go to this thing? I did not. Okay. You, I, but I looked it up on IndieIssues.org. Yeah, yeah, Indy, yeah. Uh, and by the way, so IndiePolitics.org, all of the- Yeah, all the five- close, in- Merritt. That was as close as Jim <laughs> underscore Merritt. Uh, yeah, all, all five all five speeches are up on yes, in my website, in, IndiePolitics.org. In, you made a you made a IndiePolitics.org. In, in, IndiePolitics.org. Yes, mm-hmm. you're very close, Merritt. Uh, you were in the room. 
April Gregory, who's a dear friend of this show, and Micah Beckwith, who's a friend of our Kendall and Casey show, were both there, told me the same thing. They thought 30 to 40% of the people were still undecided in that room, which blew my mind because that's like the ultimate political insider event. But you were there. What say you? I would say I would say probably about 45. I'd say half the folks in the room. No kidding. Yeah, because you got to understand, um, it, it's an opportunity to, to, to hear these folks, see them talk, and hear them speak for the first time. And so if you got like a, the more choices you have, obviously the more undecided you're going to have uh, in the room. Now, I want to say Curtis Hill had about, I'd say maybe like, when he did his uh, address, and Curtis made a, Curtis made a, a Freud, I don't know if it was a Freudian slip or just a, a slip of the mind, because he said because uh, it was on nine eleven. Yeah. And so he said, I appreciate being here, and supporting you folks on seven <laughs> eleven. And then he caught himself. He meant to say nine eleven. So we know if it was just a uh, you know. Fr- Curtis seemed a little on a speed, a little, a little off his game than, than usual. Any any nine eleven mistakes on nine eleven are always not good. Mm, yeah, is that, is that fair to say? Talk to the Biden people. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was so you you would say then, but that, I would say, but I would say Curtis had about uh, 20, 25 percent uh, of the audience in in his corner, which in a in a crowded primary, yeah, it's pretty good. Is is not bad. Like I said, Doden did fine. Brad Chambers did fine. Uh, Suzanne Crouch uh, also got a nice uh, string of applause, and so did Mike Braun. So I would still say, if you, if you had to choose a, a theoretically a front runner, I would say probably because of Mike. I say Mike Braun and Suzanne Crouch because they're sort of the most people with the most name ID in the room. But it's, it's more it's more name recognition than anything else right now. Yeah, I was uh, I was told that if there were an applause winner, it would be a tie of Curtis and Suzanne. Does it, uh, do people, uh, Merritt, you can chime in on this one too. Uh, we'll go to you first. Do people walk out of these things going, well, my mind is made up? I mean, if you didn't, was, is one speech ever enough to win you over? I don't believe so. I think there, I think a lot of people are kicking the tires, if you will. I think that, uh, a lot of people that probably endorse Suzanne or, or Doden or, or others uh, early on didn't know that Curtis was going to get in, didn't know that, that uh, Braun was going to be strong. It, it, it's no people. Those are the ins- as Abdul said. Those are the insiders. Those are the donors. Those are the people that work in the party, and 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 that's why uh, that conservative element in the Republican Party, uh, which I think everybody's trying trying to grab, is so very important. And uh, probably half the crowd was that entity who. That person who was actually a – I always look at it at the last state convention. The people that, that were brought into the party through Diego Morales going around the state and, and, and new delegates, I think those those individuals are the, are the people that uh, all five of these uh, candidates have to go after. And no one, no one, no one had their mind changed uh, the other night. It, it, was, it was interesting to listen to. And – uh, I I I don't know about Hills being off his mark, but um, I, I guess what I would have done that night would be to talk about 9/11, then pivot for my vision of the state of Indiana, and 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 have that four minutes or so of talking about the issues that I've been working on for my whole campaign. Yeah, there's no. Abdul, it didn't seem like that yeah, was there. Yeah, Abdul, you can you can expand on this. There's I have yet to hear a single solitary specific from just about any of these people, other than specifically Doden wants to take over downtown Indianapolis. I mean, the, there's just no. It's like I'm going to do whatever. Great, how are you going to do that? I'm well, going well, to do whatever. Well, you also got to understand too is that, uh, like I said, we're still in the we're still in the introductory get to know you phase of, of the gubernatorial race because nothing's going to begin in earnest until after the mayor's race is over. So, so we got to keep that to keep that in mind. 
Number two, I think the other thing that's important to keep in mind also is when you're you don't want to overwhelm the voters with everything right away. Go and take take a while to introduce yourself, let them know who you are, and then sort of roll out your plan, roll out your proposals. Mm-hmm. But they've had Doden's had a couple of years now. Um, yeah, but also Bra- they- Braun's had. Eight nine months. Yeah, so but, is but Crouch. Yeah, but also we got to remember too. In, in that environment, you only got five minutes. Right. And you right. Get, it's, it's a five minute quick elevator mm-hmm. speech, which is why I would say if you want to know more, go to Suzanne Crouch for Gov yeah. or Doden for Gov. Anybody uh, but ever? You're, you're talking go- to four or five or six hundred people, <laughs> and they're in your hands right there. Why not uh, talk about the issues that you believe uh, are going this uh, that are going forward in the state of Indiana? What your vision is and. I, I don't know. I, I I think you could probably get it done in four minutes. I uh I wonder does anybody does anybody ever actually go to the website? Boy, I'm very I'm very <laughs> I'd like to know more. Does anybody ever actually? No, go it's to a, a, it's a uh, Robert. It's a face to face. It's a it's a shaking hand. It's somebody that wants to look you straight in the eye. So and and I'm sure Beckwith is looking at it as with his lieutenant governor run. He's got eight or nine hundred votes to get. Yeah, and and I think it's kind of on a larger scale with these with these candidates. They have to get twenty one percent of the vote to get the nomination, and and they've got to focus in on who's actually going to vote next May. Yeah, back with us, and we'll get to him in a second. He's kind of like in the driver's seat here because. No one's running against him right now. Right. And if you're one of these candidates for governor, don't you kind of have to like kiss his backside well, well, because he's got a lot of conservative people who will vote for him? Well, technically, yes, but at the same time, though, what you got to remember is uh, the lieutenant governor has picked at the convention, which isn't until June of next year, and we haven't even picked the convention delegates. Oh, I know. I'm yeah. just saying, like, you've got a guy out there, though, that is securing votes. I mean, you have a vague idea of who the who the people are going to be. I mean, let's face it, you've been going to these things for 20 years. It's always 80% of the people are always the same people right i mean it's it's not like there's it's all about a list yeah a huge turnover and if you can get your people to run you can in, inject you know some that's some what new diego people. did well that, of course yeah. that's also provided you can actually get a copy of the list mm-hmm. <laughs> uh <laughs> jim you you said offline you were at some event you don't have to name the event or the person if you don't want to <laughs> but we maintain with curtis i think curtis would be the front runner if it weren't for the baggage. I think the baggage is a big deal with Curtis. However, you had a conversation with somebody at one of these political events, mm-hmm. and I thought it was fascinating what mm-hmm. they said about that. Yeah, this individual, <clears throat> I, I I was uh, talking to them about uh, Attorney General Hill, and they, I said, well, what about what happened at, towards the end of his career as Attorney General, that, that, uh, that controversial night that really ignited the Statehouse? And and the individual said, "Well, I don't really think that happened." And this is a woman. This, this wasn't a, this wasn't a no, man. This is a woman and yeah. a man. Uh, I was talking to both of them, and and they they thought, uh, you know, I think that was drummed up. I I've, I I know Curtis. Uh, he 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 he's a Elvis impersonator. I I I I just know him so well that uh, I don't think he'd do that. I was talking with somebody the other day, and you can both chime in on this one. And this is not a person who's a political insider. They're not going to be a delegate at the convention. They will vote. So that's like the level of participation with this person. And they're they're a listener to WIBC. They're aware of who the candidates are. But again, they're not going to be working for campaigns, et cetera. And this person told me, they said, I think the Donald Trump stuff helps Curtis Hill because people are so sick of what they see as bullcrap allegations that in a very weird way, Donald Trump is helping Curtis Hill. Is that person crazy for thinking that? No, I don't, I don't think so. No, I, I don't think so. I, I do think there is it in, in a weird way, 
uh, Donald Trump's fortunes and Curtis Hill's fortunes are kind of sort of tied together with similar sort of stories of, of inappropriate behavior. Now, yeah. granted, Curtis Hill isn't facing 91 felony counts. Yeah. Either. Curtis Hill's never been charged with anything. Right. No, no just, just inappropriate behavior. And he got slapped on the wrist from the, from the, from the disciplinary commission, and, and that was the end of it. I, I, think, I think for the most part, Curtis Hill isn't going to move the needle. Either you like him or yeah. you don't. Either you're going to vote for him. You, you've got that 20 25%. Who will support him because they think he got a raw deal, the mass mandates, and all the other stuff. And then other people are like, no, we have too much baggage. We want nothing to do with it. Well, Curtis will also have ninety-two sheriffs running uh, running his campaign. He is very, very, uh, very well thought of in the in the law enforcement industry. And 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 no saw, kidding, really? Like he's people really like him? Oh yeah, and um, and, and as well as when when uh, Senator Braun came out. With his immunity for law, uh, taking yeah. some of the immunity away from immunity, the yeah. yeah from the from the law enforcement that really that that cut that cut a lot of people in the law enforcement industry so industry but the, the people that keep us safe yeah well, we're I mean, upset about that it is I mean it is an industry right I mean there's huge money in it I mean I'm not saying obviously there's many many people in law enforcement who are phenomenal and they do it to be public service but it's okay to call it an industry I mean there's there's a gajillion dollars going into something. Well, it's definitely industry. a family. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Uh, Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdullah Kibshabaz, the program State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Doing a little deep dive on this governor's race, which is way more entertaining than I thought it was going to be so far. And yeah. Look, I'm just waiting for somebody to take an opening salvo at somebody else. That's when it's really going to get good. And uh, Well, actually, the- uh, there were a couple of salvos sort of launched. Oh, good. Very good. Uh, Curtis Hill launched a salvo at Suzanne and Eric. Basically, same though, the the the. the I fought the Holcomb County administration on yeah! mass mandates and criminal blah blah, and he only got about like I said about twenty twenty percent of the poly- of the audience up and you know yeah everybody else just kind of sat on their hands like really seriously, and it's just the nature of the crowd. And Suzanne also said something I thought was interesting too, which is like I want to offer bold leadership, and I won't just sit behind my desk to get reelected. So, so who like, was that a shot at? That's what I was trying to figure out. Like, it's actually, we're going to be talking to her uh, next week, so I'm going to ask her about that line she used. Like, we're referring to Governor Holcomb. Yeah. Or, well, who exactly were you referring to? Yeah, and also Suzanne also once again doubled down her axe attacks. Yeah, you know, get rid of the get rid of the income but tax. No, but no specific, right? No, I mean that that eventually they're going to just drill her on that because uh, she just there's no specific and nobody believes she's actually going to cut. And she and I, she and I actually, uh, she'll come in uh, sometime next week. We'll oh, to sit down and actually oh, chat oh, about. Oh, I have a list of questions. Can I just <laughs> slide them under your door here at the, sure. here at Forty Monument Circle? <laughs> Tell you what, I'll, I'll see if see if you can talk without my lips moving. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, whoops, that's the other way around, my bad. Other other governor's news, the Club for Growth has endorsed Mike Braun. I feel like Club for Growth is a thing that 10 years ago was a big deal, and now people are just like, really? You guys are still in business? Am I wrong with that? I, I don't know. I, I, I saw that uh, as a um, uh, Senator Braun saying, I see you, Brad Chambers, with your $5 million. Yeah. And and uh, they've supported uh, Congressman Sparts. I mean, they've, they've been successful in some races, and they bring money, and so it it uh, 
I mean, you, you'd rather have, you'd it, it rather, just makes it all the more fun to talk you, about. You'd rather have people giving you money and knocking on doors than not, right? And that's what they bring to the table is a lot of people. Absolutely, and to be endorsing in September. That's weird, you, isn't you, it? You know, if, if the local uh, folks are trying to raise money for a mayor race, the governor race has just taken all of the air out of the room uh, on uh, from donors. Uh, they're, they're giving all the money to uh, uh, to governor candidates and maybe banks. Abdul, a Club for Growth. I mean, look, like I said, I feel like there was a time, 2010, whatever. Oh my gosh, Club for Growth is involved. This is a huge deal. Is this a big deal anymore? Well, what I always say endorsements matter until they don't matter. In a, in a, in They're a not nutshell, very lawyery of you. Oh, thank you. In other words, if if if, if there was a movie that uh, I wanted to go see or th- about, thought, about, thought about going to see, would I listen to a film critic? Would I listen to like you or Jim? Yeah. Well, knowing mm-hmm. you guys, your movie takes, I probably listen to the film critic. Mm-hmm. But 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 you see my point. You're more likely to listen to your next door neighbor. Yeah. And you've than, said that for years. Yeah. Than than you are some national organization. Right. Now, with that said, what does Club for Growth and Americans for Prosperity and all these other groups do? They bring money. Mm-hmm. And, they, yeah. and, they, and they can run ads and they can help you compete. If you're the Club for Growth and you only have limited resources, this seems like an odd thing to be spending your. You're, like, shouldn't you be trying to elect Republicans versus, hey, we're going to help out in a Republican primary? Or is well, this a, is this the thing where they're just like, here's our endorsement, you know, good luck, there's no money or resources behind this? Well, the, well, the one thing I have to go take a look at, and I'm probably trying to look at it uh, for this weekend's program, is who did Club for Growth endorse in the 2018 Republican Senate primary? You know, did they endorse yeah. Mike Braun? Did they endorse Luke Mess? Did they endorse Todd Rakita? Because if they endorsed Braun, like, okay, they're sticking with their endorsements. Yeah. If they didn't, what changed since over the past, you know, yeah. five, six years to make you, hey, we like Mike Braun better than we do all the other folks. I mean, like, for example, no one endorsed me and I won easily. I mean, endorsements <laughs> don't matter at all, right? I mean, all the, all the special <laughs> interest groups endorse the other guy. I think one of the things we ought to be talking about is who Senator, or Senator Banks, he was, oh, a, he was a state well, senator. Well, they're certainly putting the thumb on the scale in his favor to <laughs> was, make that happen, And he was Jim. a state senator, but Jim Banks... Everybody's endorsing him. <laughs> Who's he going to endorse? Because Suzanne has, uh, Crouch has endorsed him, and now Braun has endorsed him. And uh, and who is he going to endorse? Is he going to endorse anybody? Well, so and you, Club for Growth is massively behind him. Well, yeah, but I mean, I love this, and this was something that Trump did last time that really annoyed me, where he's like, Look, my my record of endorsing people. Well, endorsing Greg Pence when he doesn't have a primary opponent, or if he did, it was you know somebody who didn't count. You know, I, I would argue, I would argue that's like I would argue that's like bragging about being valedictorian in summer school. Yeah, all these ding, all these all these ding dongs waited to see if a viable person was going to run against Banks, and mm-hmm. nobody really. I mean, this Rust guy may not even get on the ballot, and then they're like, I endorsed Jim Banks. Well, how bold of you, right? But the, it helped Banks in the beginning. Uh, sure, but but. But now, why the Club for Growth is coming out in September for the following May? Now that's a question. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, it's an open question. Why? Why would they do it now? Yeah, I mean, it's not like Braun is, has some incredible record. I mean, well, he's got plenty of money. Well, but I mean, it's like, didn't when the Club for Growth, the ones who went on the Stop Washington Waste tour with Todd Young, the mm-hmm. last election site? I mean. It was the same group, right? I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Like, you guys are clowns. Mike Braun raised taxes multiple times when he was in the Indiana General Assembly. No amount of knocking on doors or ads or whatever is going to cut. I thought the Club for Growth was supposed to be for lower taxes, and they keep endorsing these big-spending, high-taxing Republicans. What, what's going on it's here? because they want to win. <laughs> well, so that no, – okay, that's a great point, Abdul. I mean, so, I mean let's, so, let's, let's just call a spade a spade. Part, so, part of my French. I mean, in, a, in a nutshell, they want to win. Yeah. And that's well, it. And, and they say, hey, we think 
blah, blah, is going to win this race. We're going to get behind him. So uh, Brad Chambers enters because he did his homework, I'm sure. He did a poll. He saw that everybody was not searching for the lead in all these candidates. Do you think Club for Growth did the same thing where we need to put our, our thumb on the scale for Senator Braun? I would say probably. Mm-hmm. It's just it, – in September, though, yeah. it's one thing to well, say – It might be a panic, Robert. Hey, hey, hey very good because it – yeah, right, Jim, because it, like it's one thing in February. Everyone's tied in poll after poll. Okay, here we come. Here's mm-hmm. the door knockers. He needed a little push. Yeah, it seems like he might have needed a big push. Mm-hmm. And also, also got to keep in mind, too, is uh, what Club for Growth does, it's not so much the endorsement, it's the money and the resource. Because when people can start writing million-dollar, yeah. $600,000 checks, you need as much much resources as you can yeah. because everybody's almost – with the almost technically with the, with the exception of Curtis Hill, almost on sort of equal financial footing. Yeah. Hill's the poor guy in the race, right? Yeah, he is. And it's weird because he probably has the most passionate group of supporters. No question about it. I don't like any of these people. Am I <laughs> am I wrong for that? Like I don't, but, I don't like any don't of these. Don't spoil people. it for us, Robert. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be fun. I mean, is, is there is there real? Okay, look, I get that the political people align behind somebody because they need jobs or whatever. I I get that, but is. Are any of these people the sort of person, is anybody out there going, wow, I'm really excited to vote for fill in the blank? I, I was in a restaurant with a friend recently, and we were talking about all these people, and there are probably 50 people having lunch, and and and, and the fellow said, do you think anybody in this restaurant knows any of these five candidates? <laughs> and, it, and I said, well, probably two, you and me, but I, I think I think right now it's a snooze. I, I would say the only I would say the, the, the camp with the most name ideas has got to be Mike Braun because Mike Braun is a sitting U.S. Yeah. senator. But he's as boring as this computer screen I'm looking at right now. Yeah, but it's, it's by the same time though, I'd rather be known and boring than known and not boring. Well, would it's, you? It, would it's you an in insider selection. Race? Would you rather be known and boring in a six-person race? I would say uh, early on right now because yeah. at least at least people know who I am. Yeah. Now now granted. Not not to use a Nazi reference, Hitler had a hundred percent name ID too. Oh, so boy. and so did Hillary Clinton, and so do so do a lot of people. But having a, but also at the same time, having a lot of name ID early on, it takes away your ability to your ability to define yourself and yeah, who you are. That's a great that's a great point, right? And you said that earlier about Curtis too. It's like you are what you are. And you're kind of boxed into that versus we all know what Chambers actually is. But, no, wait, he, but no one does. No, that's what we know. Yeah, we but, know. But he can make himself whatever he wants right. to make himself in the, in those ads. Yeah, which, which is a good thing about actually having very little name ID because you can actually – you've got the resources too because yeah. you got to have the money to define who you are before other folks start, start to define you. Yeah, but advertising is all about repetition, and that's why I maintain that all this time that Doden and Suzanne Crouch have taken – uh, they they have not slowly uh, in, yeah. with repetition defined themselves so that when they go to these functions, because a lot of those people who were cheering for Curtis Hill are conservative and and it, I, more likely they believe that Suzanne's not. I, I would I would say I would argue that when you're doing the the, the, the Lincoln Day Circuit or the or the or the or the, or the, the Jefferson Jackson Day Circuit, nine out of ten times most people in the room know who you are because they're the political insider class. Now they they may they may not, they may have they may not have a deep opinion of you like oh yeah that's lieutenant governor I got to find out more about her position blah blah but I would argue that for the most part if you're if you're an elected official statewide elected official those people know who you are now Eric Doden Brad Chambers maybe not so much because they were appointed uh, appointed officials but people know Curtis Hill they know Mike Braun they know Suzanne Crouch now do they like them or dislike them or do you know more about them that remains to be seen by I would argue ninety percent of the time if you're a statewide elected official in that capacity 
folks know who you are. Well, let, let Robert, I want to ask a question, though. <clears throat> with Diego Morales working for two years, three years, yeah. uh, with everybody and crisscrossing the state and going probably to all 92 counties three times, yeah. uh, does a candidacy such as Suzanne Crouch, who is everywhere, yeah, and, and, and she is so well-known, and she's a nice person, you know this, and, and does that benefit her in, in May because people know her, her personality so well? I think the only difference, and Abdul, you can chime in on this too, I think the only difference is when when uh, Diego was crisscrossing the state, he knew, hey, there's 1,800 people I'm going to get to need to know. They're Almost all of them are going to be at these Lincoln Days or these Republican breakfasts or these Republican fall flings. It was very easy to target. You're going you're gonna to probably hit the majority of those people that, that are going to vote. Versus Suzanne, look, let's face it, most people don't that are going to vote in Hamilton County don't go to the Republican Lincoln Day dinner. There's going to be way more than 650 people. Yeah, but vote. I would argue if you're if you're a Republican primary voter, because that's who you're appealing to right now. That's your that's your that's yeah. your audience. It's is the Republican primary voter. You want to make a good impression on those folks who go to those Lincoln Day dinners because you can say, hey, oh yeah, what do you think about Suzanne? Like I said, our next door neighbor. Yeah. What do you think about Suzanne Crouch? Oh yeah, I saw her at the Lincoln Day. She has some really good ideas, or you know, I disagree with her on, on this. So those are the folks you're going to need to you know, put put out the yard sign, do the door knocking, yeah. and convince vote, people to vote for you. I'm the, I'm that guy on my street. I'm yeah. the chief. Uh, I'm the chief troublemaker yeah. on my. Well, it's going to be street. a small turnout. I mean, yeah. it's going to be insider primary yeah. election. Yeah, there's uh, not, yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, actually, I think this primary vote Max, is trying to be a little bit bigger. Also, depending on what the presidential election looks like, as well. Uh, real quick, I want to make sure we have time to get to this. Got about four minutes. The NDFOP Fraternal Order of Police came out, and for I believe the first time ever. Said in the mayor's race, we dislike both of you equally. We are not endorsing either one of you. What a colossal failure for Jefferson Shreve to not get that endorsement. And and and, and you can't say that the FOP automatically endorses Republicans. No, they don't. Because they endorsed uh, Joe Hogsett the last two terms. They endorsed Greg Ballot the previous two terms. This is the first time, I want to say in, in my memory of being here almost 20 years, that the FOP has done no mayoral, no mayoral endorsement. They did eight Republican council candidates, four Democrat candidates. So... They're, so they're 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 bipartisan. Their 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 goal is to protect police officers and, and public safety. That is their yeah. I mean they're they're a, they're a single interest group. I right. mean let's not act like they're you know what, they are what they are. Yeah. We had Rick Snyder on the show the day after they made that announcement, and he basically you know I'm not trying to put words in his mouth and go back and listen to the interview, but he shared that sentiment that it's like Shreve gave us no reason to endorse him when it comes to standing up for law enforcement or the the safety of the city of Indianapolis. Yeah, and what what yeah, because I also interviewed Rick for the weekend program. What Rick said was that there was uh Hogg said has had four had four years of murder rates going up, which uh, which I get. He said, but Shreve wanted to all sort of micromanage the police department, no bold, innovative yeah. leadership, no new ideas. Now he did say that both candidates still have time to maybe adapt or change their position, come back and get the endorsement. But right now, they're not going to do it. That's not going to work, is it? You've already put the, uh, put the uh, thing out. Robert, we don't, all, we don't all, like either one of you. All I want to know is where was the mayor yeah. in May of 2020, number yeah. one, two, what he would do differently next time to keep us safe, and as well as, and I didn't hear Shreve talking to the FOP, but how are we going to keep Indianapolis safe? I have a real quick question for both of you. We've got about two and a half minutes left. I was told when Joe Elsner became head of the Marion County GOP that it was all coming up roses and everything was going to change and it was new day, new party. It doesn't seem like anything has changed with this party. The Marion County GOP still seems completely inept to me. Am I wrong with that? Well, that's because I'm not the nominee for me. Well, I would agree with that. <laughs> uh, that's why I supported you. Hey, you got red voters and you got blue voters and they're more blue. 
But I mean, it doesn't seem like anything has changed. It doesn't seem like there's any new plan of action. There's any, or at least noticeable change. I mean, it's just, you got left for dead in 2019, Merritt. I mean, everybody knows that. And it seems like the same thing. I mean, we got a total zero as a nominee. We had a chance to pick a really good nominee in Abdul. And it just seems like it's like the same thing in it. Like these guys can't get out of their own way. This yeah, is, this is your. Favorite, <laughs> I, I think I, 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 it's I, a struggle. I, 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 said, I said yes facetiously. The the thing to keep in mind is, is that uh, Marion County is, is very blue, and to win in Marion County, like I like I've said before, you need to win over those moderate, independent, and thoughtful Democrat voters. And by the way, uh, I know we got just a couple seconds left here. Uh, we're going to start polling next oh, week. Yeah. Uh, the Indianapolis mayor's race. Got got all my got all my questions together. Uh, won my pollster. Got my got my uh, finances all good to go. So we're going to start polling uh, next week and we'll release the results the week before early voting begins, which is October 3rd. Do you look at this and go, man, I'm glad I didn't win that primary because having to deal with these people would be awful? No, I think it'd be interesting. My wife would not be happy. Yeah. But, I mean, Shreve has been a complete zero as a, he was arguably a better candidate in the primary than he was in the general election. I, I would argue that that Jefferson, in his, in his effort to pivot – has raised a couple questions or concerns. We're actually be talking to him next week as well. Oh boy, that should be really interesting. Yeah. I mean, you're so Jefferson Street, Lieutenant Governor. You're actually working next week. <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. Uh, you are at IndyPolitics.org. Jim Merritt, where can society find you? Jim underline Merritt. Jim underline Merritt on Twitter. Don't forget the uh, Merritt, Merritt in the morning, Merritt morning podcast. We're, we're yes. going to have Curtis Hill next oh, week. Oh, how exciting! Very good. Mm-hmm. All right, you two are the best. Thank you. Thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Dulakim Shabazz, Jim Merritt, the program, Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. You can find Abdul on Twitter at ATTY Abdul. You can find Jim Merritt on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt. Me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall. And you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Abdulakim Shabazz, for Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.